The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, it's the beginning of a long holiday weekend for a lot of you. I hope you get some rest and get to spend some time with your loved ones. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Saturday, July 2nd, 2022, Saturday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Otto of Bamberg, born in Swabia in 1060 to a noble family. He served Emperor Henry IV in various posts, including that of Chancellor. Now, when Otto was appointed Bishop of Bamberg in 1103, he refused to be consecrated until receiving approval from Pope Paschal II, who consecrated him in 1106. Otto was a figure in the reconciliation of the Pope and Emperor Henry V. Otto headed a missionary effort to Pomerania. There he made converts among the local inhabitants, so he's known as the Apostle of Pomerania. He died in Bamberg on June 30th, 1139. St. Otto of Bamberg, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. O my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart, with all their works, powers, and affections, in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving. In the spirit of faith, hope, and charity, I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings, I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people. May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's first reading speaks to us about feasting, but today's gospel speaks to us about fasting. Now in fact we know from our own experience in life how one thing necessarily leads to the other. How many parents have told their children, don't overdo the sweets, otherwise you'll spoil your appetite. And we also have to live that ourselves, don't we? Not overdoing the snacks, controlling ourselves, a bit of temperance. And if we can do that, then we're more ready to enjoy that delicious meal ahead. But let's turn to the first reading, which are these powerful words from the prophet Amos. And let's remember that Amos was often known as the prophet of social justice. He was the one who condemned Israel very strongly for its injustice towards the poor. 
its abuse of poor people. He sees ahead to a time when there will be justice, when exploitation will come to an end. And here, in one of his prophecies, looks towards the times of the Messiah, in which all good things will come about. And we read in today's first reading, The days are coming, it is the Lord who speaks, when harvest will follow directly after ploughing, the treading of grapes soon after sowing, when the mountains will run with new wine, and the hills all flow with it. Here the prophet is looking ahead to the time of the Messiah, as I said, and that was fulfilled certainly in one way at the wedding feast of Cana. When you, Lord Jesus, turned all that water into wine, you were showing us that you are the Messiah. The messianic banquet has come with you. The prophet continues, I mean to restore the fortunes of my people Israel. They will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them, plant vineyards and drink their wine, dig gardens and eat their produce. So it's the same message that all sorts of good things will come with the Messiah. But you, Jesus, didn't come to bring us material prosperity. The best things you give us are your grace. And of course, above all, that good food of the Eucharist, which is your own body and blood, you yourself. This text speaks to us of the feasting that God wants us to enjoy. Ultimately, God is leading us to the eternal feast, the marriage feast of the Lamb, which we read about in the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. But we know that it's the law of life, and certainly Christian life, that fasting precedes feasting, as the cross precedes the resurrection, as we must go through Lent in order to get to Easter. And today's Gospel helps us to consider this. Here our Lord is answering a question about why doesn't he seem to fast? John's disciples came to him. Notice John's disciples. They're not baddies. They're not badly disposed. They're not the Pharisees trying to catch him out. They're just a bit disconcerted. And they asked him, why is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not? And you can imagine them feeling a bit miffed, can't you? They're doing all these rigorous fasts. Of course, as disciples of John the Baptist, well, we think of his diet. Locusts, wild honey... It was hardly the most exciting diet, and if they were in any way imitating their their master, John, in that, you can imagine them being a bit put out when they see Jesus and his disciples tucking in to all sorts of goodies. Jesus replied, Surely the bridegroom's attendant would never think of mourning as long as the bridegroom is still with them. But the day will come for the bridegroom to be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Here, Jesus, this is one of your wonderful texts in which you, in a very subtle way, tell us that you are God. You are the bridegroom of Israel. In the Old Testament, God was Israel's bridegroom. And you're describing yourself in these terms, so in an implicit way, in a veiled way, you're telling us that you are God, and we believe you to be God, Lord Jesus. But of course it makes sense, when you're there, when the bridegroom is there, you don't fast. Imagine going to a wedding celebration and there's a massive meal, delicious food, and you say, oh no thanks, just bread and water. Well you'd be the ultimate party pooper, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be very popular. Jesus is truly the bridegroom. Of course he did fast sometimes, we see him fasting in the desert, but ultimately when Jesus was on earth, it was celebration. He was present. And in Christian life we We go between that dynamic, don't we, of feasting and fasting, which in many ways lives out both the presence and the absence of Christ. 
we feast for his presence, we fast in his absence. Jesus, your apparent absence is the greatest fast of all. We, we missed you. We miss you badly, like a lover might miss his or her loved one. And that's the, the worst possible fast. You can have all the goodies and all the nice things you like, but when your loved one is not there, that's the terrible fast, isn't it? Well, Jesus, you are our loved one. We long for you. And in, may, in various ways, we, we miss you. The liturgy, in many ways, makes the bridegroom present. The bridegroom is present in his church, in his sacraments. For example, the great feast of our Lord or his mother. On these days, we feast. and We've had some lovely feasts in the month of June. And I often think that June is like a child in a toy shop. You've got all these amazing feasts, which are so wonderful. Pentecost, the Trinity, the Eucharist, the Sacred Heart, St. Peter and St. Paul. All sorts of gifts. And I've just mentioned a few. There's other, perhaps not so big ones. All sorts of gifts from the Lord, in which, Lord, you make your presence felt. On those days, we feast. And a good Christian family, mum will make all sorts of lovely goodies, so that the feast, as it were, enters the child's and the husband's mind through their stomachs. Mum or, or dad, if he's, a, if he's a good cook and is able to contribute too. So on these days, we feast. We experience God's presence more, also through the beauty of the liturgy and the colour of the liturgy and all sorts of ways like that. And daily Mass makes you present Jesus. But of course, it's also an obvious fact that in many ways you are not visibly, physically present. You hide yourself. And faith is living with that absence and that presence at the same time. The fasting, the sacrifice which our Lord asks from us is precisely to be those new wineskins which our Lord then talks about in the Gospel. No one puts a piece of unshrunken cloth onto an old cloak because the patch pulls away from the cloak and the tear gets worse. Nor do people put new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins burst, the wine runs out and the skins are lost. No, they put new wine into fresh skins and both are preserved. We have to be those fresh wineskins constantly keeping ourselves new, renewing ourselves. Too easily we become spiritually old, although I also know many physically old people who are spiritually young. We opt for comfort and security. We lose enthusiasm and idealism. We get tired. The very nature of new wine is that it must be frequently renewed. It must be drunk and replenished. I think one way to be those fresh wineskins when good Christian families are ready to have the children God wants them to have. Then they're being fresh wineskins. They are renewing the church. They are keeping the church fresh. But those of us who have a vocation to celibacy, we have to keep ourselves fresh. We can't demand others to be new wineskins if we're becoming old ourselves. And we see our Lord's constant effort, his constant new efforts to reach out to souls. And Jesus we read in the Gospel of Matthew, went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the Gospel of the Kingdom and healing every disease and every infirmity. He was being a new wineskin there, a fresh wineskin, going out, looking for souls. And those of us who are apostles of Jesus Christ, which are all of us, because we're all called to be his apostles, constantly have to be looking for new avenues, new ways to proclaim Jesus, new ways to reach souls renewing our apostolic zeal, our missionary zeal, our struggle, our fervour. All these are ways of being new wineskins. But this requires constant self-denial. 
This constant self-giving, as I said, is what we see in our Lord's life. His life was demanding. He poured himself out again and again. Above all, Jesus, we see you pouring out your blood on the cross. And then that pouring is made present in the Eucharist. Jesus, we want to be like you. On the cross, you are a good wineskin, a fresh wineskin, pouring out the blood of your sacrifice, the blood of your own life. And you do that in every Mass. You found a way to be a fresh wineskin in our life. Jesus, help us to be fresh wineskins for others. Holy Mother, you also were constantly fresh. You went with joy to renew the life of Elizabeth, to, to give her a share in your joy. Somehow we have that encounter between you, the ultimate fresh wineskin. But Elizabeth, who as an old woman, is made fresh again. Just shows that through fidelity to God, it's not a question of age. It's a question of generosity and openness to God and self-giving. We see this in this episode between Mary and Elizabeth. That anybody at any age can become a fresh wineskin. But we also face the danger of being old wineskins in our youth. We therefore we have to constantly keep our interior life alive and active through the grace of the Holy Spirit and the intercession of Our Lady. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 13 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. In the United States, we'll be celebrating Independence Day in just a couple of days. Here's a little preview.
Isn't that amazing? Doug Smith with the Stars and Stripes Forever. He said that after he played that for his father, his father said the guitar lessons were worth it. It's 17 past the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Go within his gates giving thanks, enter his courts with songs of praise, Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Indeed, how good is the Lord! Eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, who brings the world and its wonders from darkness into light. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieri. 
Pentris Tui, Jesus. Santa Maria, Mater Dei, Ora pro nobis peccatoribus, Nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Whoever humbles himself like a little child will be greater in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever, Whoever humbles, humbles himself like, like a little, little child will be, be greater in the kingdom, kingdom of heaven. heaven. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I have not gone after things too great, nor marvels beyond me. Truly, I have set my soul in silence and peace. As a child has rest in its mother's arms, even so my soul. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, gentle and humble of heart, you declared that whoever receives a little child in your name receives you, and you promised your kingdom to those who are like children. Never let pride reign in our hearts, but may the Father's compassion reward and embrace all who willingly bear your gentle yoke. Whoever Whoever humbles himself like like a little child will be greater in the kingdom of heaven. With simplicity of heart, I have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. With With simplicity of heart, I have have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. O Lord, remember David and all the many hardships he endured. The oath he swore to the Lord, his vow to the strong one of Jacob. I will not enter the house where I live, nor go to the bed where I rest. I will give no sleep to my eyes, to my eyelids I will give no slumber, till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the strong one of Jacob. At Ephrathah we heard of the ark, we found it in the plains of Yerim. Let us go to the place of his dwelling. Let us go to kneel at his footstool. Go up, Lord, to the place of your rest, you and the ark of your strength. Your priests shall be clothed with holiness. Your faithful shall ring out their joy. For the sake of David, your servant, do not reject your anointed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. With simplicity of heart, I have joyfully offered everything to you, my God. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. His kingdom will stand forever. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. His His kingdom will stand forever. The Lord swore an oath to David. 
he will not go back on his word. A son, the fruit of your body will I set upon your throne. If they keep my covenant in truth and my laws that I have taught them, their sons also shall rule on your throne from age to age. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever. Here have I chosen to live. I will greatly bless her produce. I will fill her poor with bread. I will clothe her priests with salvation, and her faithful shall ring out their joy. There David's stock will flower. I will prepare a lamp for my anointed. I will cover his enemies with shame, but on him my crown shall shine. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you chose to suffer and be overwhelmed by death in order to open the gates of death in triumph. Stay with us to help us on our pilgrimage. Free us from all evil by the power of your resurrection. In the company of your saints, and constantly remembering your love for us, may we sing of your wonders in our Father's house. The Lord has sworn an oath to David. His kingdom will stand forever. Come, consider the works of the Lord, the marvels he has created on this earth. From the second book of Samuel, at the turn of the year, when kings go out on campaign, David sent out Joab along with his officers in the army of Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. David, however, remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David rose from his siesta and strolled about on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing who was very beautiful. David had inquiries made about the woman and was told, She is Bathsheba, son of Eliam and wife of Job's armor-bearer, Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers and took her. When she came to him, he had relations with her. At a time when she was just purified after her monthly period. She then returned to her house, but the woman had conceived and sent the information to David. I am with child. David therefore sent a message to Joab. Send me Uriah the Hittite. So Joab sent Uriah to David. When he came, David questioned him about Joab, the soldiers, and how the war was going, and Uriah answered, All was well. David then said to Uriah, Go down to your house and bathe your feet. Uriah left the palace, and a portion was sent out after him from the king's table. 
but Urias slept at the entrance of the royal palace with the other officers of his lord and did not go down to his own house. David was told that Uriah had not gone home. So he said to Uriah, Have you not come from a journey? Why then did you not go down to your house? Uriah answered David, The ark and Israel and Judah are lodged in tents, and my lord Joab and your majesty's servants are encamped in open field. Can I go home to eat and drink and to sleep with my wife? As the Lord lives and as you live, I will do no such thing. And David said to Uriah, Stay here today also. I shall dismiss you tomorrow. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day. On the following day, David summoned him, and he ate and drank with David, who made him drunk. But in the evening, he went out to sleep on his bed among his Lord's servants and did not go down to his home. Next morning, David wrote a letter to Joab, which he sent by Uriah. In it, he directed, Place Uriah up front, where the fighting is fierce. Then pull back and leave him to be struck dead. So while Joab was besieging the city, he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew the defenders were strong. When the men of the city made a sortie against Joab, some officers of David's army fell, and among them, Uriah the Hittite died. When the wife of Uriah heard that her husband had died, she mourned her lord. But once the mourning was over, David sent for her and brought her into his house. She became his wife and bore him a son. But the Lord was displeased with what David had done. You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife as your own. Why, Why then have, have you shown contempt for the Lord and by, by doing, doing what, what is, is evil, evil in, in his sight? I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. Why, Why then have you shown contempt for the Lord? by doing, doing what, what is, is evil, evil in, in his sight. A reading from a catechetical instruction by St. Cyril of Jerusalem, Bishop. If there is any slave of sin here present, he should at once prepare himself through faith for the rebirth into freedom that makes us God's adopted children. He should lay aside the wretchedness of slavery to sin and put on the joyful slavery of the Lord, so as to be counted worthy to inherit the kingdom of heaven. By acknowledging your sins, strip away your former self, seduced as it is by destructive desires, and put on the new self, renewed in the likeness of its Creator. Through faith, receive the pledge of the Holy Spirit, so that you may be welcomed into the everlasting dwelling places. Draw near, to be marked with the supernatural seal so that you may be easily recognized by your master. Become a member of Christ's holy and spiritual flock 
so that one day you may be set apart on his right hand, and so gain the life prepared as your inheritance. Those whose sins still cling to them like a goatskin will stand on his left hand because they did not approach Christ's fountain of rebirth to receive God's grace. By rebirth I mean not rebirth of the body, but the spiritual rebirth of the soul. Our bodies are brought into being by parents who can be seen, but our souls are reborn through faith. The Spirit breathes where He wills. At the end, if you are made worthy, you may hear the words, Well done, good and faithful servant, when, that is, you are found with no stain of hypocrisy on your conscience. If anyone here present is thinking of putting God's grace to the test, he is deceiving himself, and he does not understand the nature of things. You are but a man. There is one who searches out men's thoughts and hearts. You must keep your soul innocent and free from deceit. The present is the time for the acknowledgement of sins. Acknowledge what you have done in word or deed, by night or day. Acknowledge your sins at a time of God's favor, and on the day of salvation you will receive the treasures of heaven. Wash yourself clean, so that you may hold a richer store of grace. Sins are forgiven equally for all, but communion in the Holy Spirit is given in the measure of each one's faith. If you have done little work, you will receive little. If you have achieved a great deal, great will be your reward. The race you are running is for your own advantage. Look after your own interests. If you have a grudge against anyone, forgive him. You are drawing near to receive forgiveness for your own sins. You must yourself forgive those who have sinned against you. He who conceals his sins will not prosper. He who confesses and renounces them will find mercy. If we acknowledge our sins, then God who is faithful and just will forgive us. He who confesses and renounces them will find mercy. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-four minutes before the hour on Saturday, July 2nd, 2022, Saturday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
Sign of the Times. That is news at 11 and 19 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio for Saturday, July 2nd, 2022, Saturday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord explains why his disciples aren't fasting. It's from the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Then the disciples of John came to him, 
Why do we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. And no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch tears away from the garment, and a worse tear is made. Neither is new wine put into old wineskins. If it is, the skins burst and the wine is spilled, and the skins are destroyed. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app.
Saturday is Mary's Day, and that's our Saturday tribute to the Blessed Mother from Annie Cardo, along with Donna Corey Gibson singing back up on Hail Mary, Gentle Woman. Fourteen minutes before the hour, it's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Saturday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time, July 2nd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. shafts of light farewell to darkness and to me ready to welcome you, my God. Dawn finds me ready to welcome you, my God. I call with all my heart. Lord, hear me. I will keep your commands. I call upon you. Save me, and I will do your will. I rise before dawn and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes watch through the night to ponder your promise. In your love, hear my voice, O Lord. Give me life by your decrees. Those who harm me unjustly draw near. They are far from your law. But you, O Lord, are close. Your commands are truth. Long have I known that your will is established forever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Save us by the power of your hand, Father, for our enemies have ignored your words. 
May the fire of your word consume our sins and its brightness illumine our hearts. Dawn finds me ready to welcome you, my God. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing him praise, for he has become my Savior. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise, for he has become my Savior. I will sing to the Lord, for he is gloriously triumphant. Horse and chariot he has cast into the sea. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my Savior. He is my God, I praise him, the God of my Father. I extol him. The Lord is a warrior. Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he hurled into the sea. At a breath of your anger the waters piled up, the flowing waters stood like a mound, the flood waters congealed in the midst of the sea. The enemy boasted, I will pursue and overtake them. I will divide the spoils and have my fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall despoil them. When your wind blew, the sea covered them. Like lead, they sank in the mighty waters. Who is like to you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like to you, magnificent in holiness? Terrible and renowned worker of wonders, when you stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. In your mercy, you led the people you redeemed. In your strength, you guided them to your holy dwelling. And you brought them in and planted them on the mountain of your inheritance, the place where you made your seat, O Lord, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord is my strength, and I shall sing his praise, for he has become my Savior. O oh, praise the Lord! All you nations. Oh, oh praise the Lord, all you nations. Oh, praise the Lord, all you nations. Acclaim him, all you peoples. Strong is his love for us. He is faithful forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, will, and be will be forever. forever. Amen. God our Father, may all nations and peoples praise you. May Jesus, who is called faithful and true, and who lives with you eternally, possess our hearts for ever. O praise, oh, praise the, Lord, the Lord, all you nations. A reading from Second Peter Be solicitous to make your call and election permanent, brothers. Surely those who do so will never be lost. On the contrary, your entry into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will be richly provided for. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. You are all I desire in the land of the living. For you are my refuge. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I cry to you, O Lord, for you are my refuge. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Let us all praise Christ in order to become our faithful and merciful high priest before the Father's throne. He chose to become one of us, a brother in all things. In prayer we ask of him. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Son of justice, you filled us with light at our baptism. We dedicate this day to you. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. At every hour of the day we give you glory. In all our deeds we offer you praise. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Mary, your mother, was obedient to your word. Direct our lives in accordance with that word. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Our lives are surrounded with passing things. Set our hearts on things of heaven. So that through faith, hope, and charity, we may come to enjoy the vision of your glory. Lord, share with us the treasure of your love. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord. Free us from the dark night of death. Let the light of resurrection dawn within our hearts to bring us to the radiance of eternal life. 
We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. It's Independence Day weekend in the United States. If you're celebrating, keep it safe, most of all. Myself, when it comes to fireworks, I'm a big believer in letting the professionals handle it. Don't forget about Sunday Mass, and Independence Day would be a good day to go to Mass, too. Not required, but it couldn't hurt. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's get together again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make it a great day and a great and holy weekend and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.